The following podcast may contain language and subject matter not suitable for all ages or everyone. If you don't like what you're listening to, please press stop. In this episode of the Tangwana Podcast. My high school boyfriend's like snowmobile or four-wheeler. And a lot of people guns, have guns. I not I'm not into the gun scene, so I don't know. The first time you come to Korea, I feel like you learn a lot about yourself, about your patience, about stuff like that. And it's the same when you're working with kids with special needs. Like everyone I've met so far here has been super nice and welcoming. I'm not really like afraid to talk to anyone here. You're, 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 you're tuned in to the Changwaner, the social media podcast for Changwon City, South Korea, with your hosts, Scott and Dee. Hello, Changwoners and people in South Korea and anywhere else in the world that's listening to this podcast. Sorry, I burped. I couldn't, I couldn't hold it anymore. That's fine. Off to a great start. So, once again, I'm Scott. You're listening to this episode of the Changwoner podcast and joined with always is D. D, how's it going? I guess I'm gassy today, but no good. Other than that. Because you're back to the beer. I'm back to the beer, as yeah. As opposed to last week. Fucking tequila last week really did me in. <laughs> And this week we got two special guests on. We have another couple. We have Andrew Collins and Andrea Sterling. So I guess that would be our third couple in a row. So first it was Michael and Tanner, the first couple we had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> and then Nikki and Peter last week. Yeah. So how's it going, guys? It's good. Yeah. 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 Good. Yeah. You guys have only been here now for, what, two, three months? Beginning of September, so. Four months? At this point it would be four, yeah. Four months. <clears throat> okay, so you're... a pretty fresh off the boat not one week off the boat like when i first met you when i first met you everybody already loved you the first time we met you guys (laughs) (laughs) i feel like because we came in already drunk off our ass hey guys who's who's ready to party i was hung over my first day (laughs) yeah it's awesome it's awesome scott how are you doing i'm doing good yeah yeah pretty easy week yeah Nothing special. Yeah, no kids uh, jumping all, no, uh, no kids, climbing no, all over you. Have, and, never uh, had any kids that I know of. Yeah, write, writing crayon on your face or anything. Ah, uh, no, no, I don't use crayons anymore. So that's good. Because that's good. Of that. So let's start with uh, let's say Andrew. So where are you from? Uh, I'm from a little place outside of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, called Whitby. Um, extremely not notable except for like i don't know two nhl players i think that came out of there but uh yeah whitby ontario great place to grow up i don't want to settle down there sorry mom and dad but it's just it's shit to be an adult in that place yeah well there's just i mean there's not did you grow up on a farm or or? no 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 it's 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 a full-on suburb of toronto okay so it's like the butthole of the butthole of the (laughs) suburbs (laughs) why does everybody think toronto is the butthole of canada oh no no no. there's a lot of people that okay so i guess i'm saying that toronto is the armpit of the butthole of canada okay is the armpit of the butthole of it's just it's um it's suburbia Okay. It's, it's the description of suburbia. Think you, of suburbia. Picture suburbia in uh, your head. I have suburbia and strip malls. Do you have strip malls oh, there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. That That's what Whitby is. And mm. it's a great place when you're younger. It's got everything you need. Uh-huh. But like, it doesn't necessarily cater to the things I'm interested in nowadays. Okay. Because yeah, where I'm, I'm from, I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio. And Cincinnati is nothing. I, I lived in a suburb of Cincinnati. So it was just nothing but strip malls and... Yep. Um, Cookie cutter houses? Yeah. 
Yeah, pretty much. Little boxes on the hillside. <laughs> Little boxes made of ticky tacky. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Andrea, how about you? Where are you from? I'm also from Ontario, Canada, but I'm from like the dirty south, Chatham, Ontario. The dirty south. The dirty south. What is that? What constitutes the dirty? Oh <laughs> uh, well, Chatham in particular. Um, either you're smelling manure or you're smelling ethanol depending on which way the wind is blowing so it's like a rural area uh well it's technically i yes, think a yes city is the, answer. the answer is rural it's not it's not a city that is not a city it's called the city of chatham but it's, it's lying it's, it's definitely uh, lying i mean so there's one little strip that's the city and then the rest of it is uh, farmland i could probably bike across it yeah yeah i'd say for sure mm-hmm. Uh, like I didn't live on a farm or anything, but uh, there are fields surrounding my neighborhood. So, so you did it's a like lot a of cow- suburb in the fields. Cow tipping. It's funny because oh, I-, I wouldn't do cow tipping just because my best friend owned cows and I loved them. Okay, <laughs> but, all right, but people did cow tipping. Yeah, there was there was definitely some cow oh, yeah. tipping happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. lots yeah, for of anybody that lots of hick stuff goes down there. The hick stuff uh, and and people owned a lot of four wheel drives. Oh yes, I mostly in the winter got around on. My high school boyfriend's like snowmobile or four wheeler, and a lot of people guns have guns. I not I'm not into the gun scene, so I don't know. Yeah, there's probably some there. Yeah, Hunt- I know that my friend's hunting, dad hunting is big thing there. Uh, yeah, hunting people are pretty big on hunting. My friend's dad had a gun, but he's a farmer, and there's like wolves or something. So oh yeah, you gotta you gotta protect your wa- livestock. Yeah, shit, so shit, I get it. It's funny because I know both places. I know Chatham because I went to uni with a couple of guys that were from Chatham. Oh, nice. (laughs) And that's Ty Domi's hometown, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I did not know that. Who's Ty Domi? Uh, Hockey. The best bruiser that ever graced the NH fucking L, man. Yeah. That guy could fight. Really? He couldn't do much else, but he could fight. (laughs) (laughs) This is, and he played on just mostly Canadian teams. Uh, He played on God's team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. God's team. <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs. See, New York Rangers is God's team, I think, for Americans, eh? Or the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins? Yeah, but they're but they're led by a Canadian fella. So, Are they? Yeah, that doesn't count. That's why. That's why. <laughs> well, Canada. Uh, yeah, hockey came from Canada, no? Yeah. 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 S- yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know much about well, hockey history. I well, because the so. original six, the original six hockey teams are, there's, it's Canadian and American. I would try to name it, but I don't want to embarrass myself right yeah, now. Yeah, that's the thing is, like, when you put out a podcast, like... I can name, people- I can name the original six, but apparently it's not true. Oh, it's... Like, okay, so I think the original six, I think Toronto, Chicago, Boston... New York. New York Rangers. Detroit. Detroit. And then, is Montreal part of it? I don't think Montreal. They are? Okay, so that's that's the six I would have said. Maple Leafs, right? The Maple Leafs? Yeah. 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 Wow, this is one thing a sports I actually do know a little bit about. <laughs> My mom's uh, husband is a photographer for the uh, Cincinnati. Uh, shit, was it? It's a minor league team, in Cincinnati. I would not. Uh, America. Holy mother of God! I think it's a beer already. A- AHL team. Uh, AHL, yeah, it's an yeah, AHL. I don't team. know all the. Oh, I, my, Cincinnati Cyclones. Actually. My cousin lives in Texas, and he went to school in Oklahoma. Hmm. Uh, uh, Norman, so uh, OU, and uh, we went to an Oklahoma. We went to the Oklahoma City um, a- AHL team game one time, 
and they're the Oklahoma City Barons, and they're the farm team of the Edmonton Oilers, who's a Canadian team. And we saw them against the Toronto farm team. So I went to Oklahoma, right, uh, where it's the only, like, they don't have hockey at all there except for this AHL team. And I got to see two Canadian teams, one of them being my team, play on that ice. It was very cool. Yeah. I actually saw, I forget his name, but he was a big-time play, uh, player last year, the year before on Toronto. Yeah. Do you, do you follow any uh, Canadian minor league teams? The Oshawa Generals. Yeah. Uh, right beside Whitby, where I lived, is yeah. a city called Oshawa. Um, and they have a team called the Oshawa Generals in there. Growing up, they were very subpar, but lately, apparently, they've been on fire and just destroying shit. Because the I've been I've never been to a, a major uh, like a, a major league hockey game, but or match. But I've been to minor league ones, and there are. It seems like the the players are hungrier. Oh, hundred percent, and they fight more. Yeah, and uh, the action is just a little bit more intense. I will, like. I love. I love my NHL team. The Toronto Maple Leafs are my favorite team in the world. Uh, but like watching the World Juniors, which just happened a few weeks ago, Canada didn't do so great, but we tried our best. Uh, watching that is almost more exciting because it's younger guys. They're hungry for the game because they're all looking to get to the pros. They're right, looking right, to get right. the big bucks. So they all care more yeah. than these NHL players who have all the money. And it's just another Wednesday for them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They still have got something to prove. Like when I lived out east, I went to a lot of Halifax Moosehead games, and that was like the big thing to do like i think we had season tickets so we just went every weekend yeah uh and basically all of halifax came to those games the arena was full and all then 12 i went people. to i went to uh, an ottawa senators <laughs> game when i was d- doing teachers college there a couple years ago and it was like half empty really <laughs> yeah so i was like i'm seeing more like energetic crowds at a like minor league game yeah that that's just funny how it happens because uh the ma- I mean, the majors, people get off, they, they're put off the fact that people are money hungry, you know, so they, they're like, they, they, it, it kind of leaves a bad taste in the mouth for, uh, for the spectators about that. But minor league teams and people are, I think, are more into that than, than anything else. Because mm-hmm, we're looking to see them, like, go on to do great things. Right. Like, a couple of the kids, when I was living in Halifax, are now, like, good players in the NHL. Yeah. They've, they've made it. Right, right. There's a difference with the size of stadiums too. It does make a oh, difference yeah. in a live crowd. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like, more you, intimate. Everyone's yeah, feeling like, f- like the yeah. energy is palpable. You fill out a small stadium for a minor league team, and you put that many people in an NHL's arena. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you have it's like gonna a feel like it's dead, nobody's here. <laughs> right, right. So, so, uh, so just just dialing back a little. Wh- yeah. Why'd you guys decide to come to Korea? Um. I have already spent a year in Korea. Uh, I spent a year teaching. I always say Jeonju, but it's the same reason where people ask, where are you from? I say Toronto, because mm. it's it's the city that I was near. Mm. But I lived in a, in a tiny little village called Imshil, uh, which was like a bus hub. So you could get anywhere from there, which was nice. But um, I don't know if you guys know Imshil Cheese Pizza. No. Imshil Cheese it's there's one in Songnam and in Chill Cheese Pizza. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just a really tiny pizza place, but that's like so Chill Cheese Pizza. Oh, famous. Yeah, I mean Korean famous. Yeah, Korean famous. Imshil Cheese Pizza is like Imshil Cheese is what Imshil was known for. Okay. Uh, they have literally a cheese like theme park, and and you go there and it's the weirdest thing. But you can go and get like 
like fresh cheese, fresh dairy products and stuff. Teach and you how to make cheese. And actually, though, and yeah. like it's like kind of one of those pioneer villages, but with cheese in Korea. Okay. One of the buildings there was literally shaped like Swiss cheese. It's <laughs> cool. <laughs> like we would be driving to school every morning and uh, we'd just see the Swiss cheese building there. <laughs> and we know when we pass the Swiss cheese building, okay, we're almost home now. Um, but so I, I, I have spent a year here and I really loved it. And the reason I left was because it was a tiny little too much cheese too much cheese is certainly part of yeah. it I'm uh, sure you but were the it's only too much cheese there too, but right? it's not enough cheddar cheese like like it's none of, it's none of the good cheese uh, it's all the, yeah um, and there were seven foreigners two of which uh, seven okay yeah right. two of which I'm still very close with one of which I talk to frequently she's actually coming to visit next weekend mm-hmm. but so I made some pretty good friends there but it was like as good a friend as you make with people, seeing the same seven people every week, yeah, it kind of gets exhausting. And then on days where you can't see them, all of a sudden I'm left alone playing my video games. And I love that shit, but there's only so much virtual shit I can deal with before yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm going crazy now. Well, I think you're a people person from from knowing you a little bit. I think you love people and you love to hang out and socialize, so... You need you need that network, right? Exactly, and again, the people I met were great. Like I, one dude, he's living in Japan now. We're actually visiting him next month. I talk with him every day, so I made good friends there. But it was just too much by about seven months because I'd planned on staying two years the first time. By seven months, I'm like, I gotta go. And then it also helped that I wanted to get my teaching certificate and back home. They were bumping the program up from one year to two years, and I didn't want to do two years. So I was the last year in Ontario excuse me, to do one year of uh, uh, the teaching program. Yeah. Oh. So what, what what year did you come to Korea your first time? 2012. 2012? So 2012 so to 2013. So you did a year, went home? Went home. 2013? Yeah, spent at, like, I kind of, it was kind of unfortunate, but because of the job I worked before I came, it was a summer camp and the way it went, I couldn't get in, like, the end of August hiring period for when the semester in Korea starts. So because of that, my contract was a bit staggered, which screwed me for teacher's college because mm. I would have gone home, done a year of teacher's college, been back the year after. Mm. Instead, I had to come home, chill at my parents' house for nine months just while I worked shit jobs. I worked at Target and Pizza Hut. That was a nightmare. But <laughs> I, I, made, I made some pretty good money. Uh, did, you, did you drive for Pizza Hut? A couple times. Yeah. I've worked at Pizza Hut for almost like five to six years now. So I, whenever I apply there, I apply as a manager and normally get hired. Uh-huh. But I had a car at the time. So when they needed someone to go on a run, I'd be like, uh, I'll leave. I'll leave for a few minutes to, you know, get the fuck out of this place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, the worst part of that, I used to, I had to start at 4 a.m. I would be, Literally, Target Target Canada started at 4 a.m. sometimes to unload trucks. I would be at Pizza Hut some nights till 10. So I would be – we would close Pizza Hut at 10. I'd be home by 10.30. I had to be up and ready to go by 4 a.m. the next morning. I did that for about a week one time, and it almost killed me. Yeah, I'm like, sorry, guys. I got to start at 6. It's just I can't, I can't do this. Mm. It literally – like after that week, I was – I've never been so sick in my life. And just because I had no energy left to do anything. Yeah, it's mentally and physically and emotionally it, draining it to was, work at shit jobs yeah. you like that. I got free pizza at Pizza Hut, but you know, that doesn't make up for it. Sure. <laughs> um, How about you, Andrea? Are you, is this your first time to Korea? It is my first time. Uh, but I've been talking about going to Asia forever, like since it was like my dream since university. And, yeah. Like not 
my mom's favorite idea, but yeah. I'm here. I got it. Well, so you guys, when did you guys meet then? Uh, we met after my year of teacher's college at a summer camp. So we, b- we both worked at a summer camp for kids with special needs. Uh, well, how our- long ago was this? 2014? Yeah, 2014. So you didn't do the long distance thing when he was in Korea? No, was that year? no. no. Oh, you didn't know him at no, the time? No, I didn't know him. Well, I mean, I had partied at his house in university, <laughs> but I didn't know him. This, really? is, this is the weirdest story. So my best friend in the world is dating and now engaged to her best friend in the world. I won't say in the world because your other no. friends might get real pissed off about that. They would that. be jealous. But, uh, so our, our best cool friends friend. were dating each other and... I'd heard about Andrea many times when we were still in university, but I was dating someone at the time, so it never became a thing. I think she was as well. But she's literally, like, I've been to her house, and she has been to my house at parties, and we've never met. Until camp, where our two friends who worked at the camp got us to come work there, and that's when we met. Yeah, it just happened to be the same summer that we both decided to work there. Nah. Wow. So you, you, this is your first time here in Korea. What, what do you think? The first he's been here before. He told you probably a lot about it, but what? Just from your, I'm going to ask you because you're you're more fresh off the boat than he is. What's your first impression of Korea? Well, I mean, I hear about like some of my friends who have moved abroad and they have like intense culture shock and they're all like messed up for a little while. But I think maybe I was lucky because I had Andrew with me, so he. He made me feel more comfortable about He's your going. Guide. Yeah, he he knows a little like how to get around or Poor whatever. Choice of guide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I didn't really experience that too much, um, and I think also we got lucky being in Changwon because the community is amazing and yeah. our school is pretty good. Like the kids and teachers are awesome. Do you work together in the same school? Yeah, yeah, we work with Martin. Uh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're just Martin Larkin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so. Uh, I think I got lucky as far as getting around the city. It's pretty easy, and like most people are super friendly unless they're over the age of sixty. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's yeah. We had this conversation just the I'm other day. Close to that, so watch it. <laughs> no, uh, we mean Korea. I'm, 70, yeah, I'm, I'm seventy-five. We so. were we were walking to work or whatever the other day, and Andrew's like, every time we pass an older Korean person, we just get death glares, and I'm like, it's just. It's just kind of the way the way the culture is. Like we feel like the younger Koreans don't they don't give a shit. Yeah, no one else cares no. at all. No. Get the a older few Koreans cares though. I mean, I'm sure the hair and the beard doesn't help me necessarily, but I mean, they're giving her death glares too. She doesn't have a beard. No, it's funny. Yeah, when, she when should. I first, when I first came to Korea, I I looked like you. Yeah. When I first, I had long hair, I had a beard, and now everybody says I look younger than I did the first time I came to Korea. But uh, when I came the first time, I got the same reactions that that you do yeah. I guess now and just break that ice I always break that barrier just you say hello in Korean and they're like super surprised <laughs> right? yeah 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 and they're like oh well it's funny because first time I came I looked more like you I had shorter hair and uh, not much of a beard oh my god I couldn't but imagine it, it's also the public system compared with the private system which we're in now yeah. our boss as long as we do our job and do it well he doesn't give a shit what we look like right like Andrew yeah, was worried about her um her piercings and stuff. Yeah, you've got your lip pierce and your nose pierce, mm-hmm. and you wear that at work. It's fine. Yeah, totally. I I have eased into it. Uh, the first couple weeks, or maybe the first month or so, I had like smaller were... studs okay. in my nose, and so the kids were like, "Oh!" And like, kids were probably like, "That's different," but that's good because yeah, they were okay with it. My I've... coworker was super into all my piercings. She, the only reason she she really liked my lip piercing, and she wants one, but uh, 
she was saying something about her her dad not wanting her to get one. Yeah, that's the thing. My my wife just got her uh, her ear pierced up on the like the top lobe, mm-hmm. I guess, and she was worried about her her students' parents thinking that she was too much of a rebel or whatever. <laughs> and it's a good thing because this is a this is a, a world we're living in. The world we're not just living in Korea, right? So we have to introduce Koreans to this lifestyle as well. This is an alternative lifestyle that people have that it's important for everybody to consider that there is something called an imagination and you're allowed to have it. And it, yeah, <laughs> so if you want to do stuff to your, your body that other people don't do, it's fine. It's your body. Do it. Whatever you well, want. It's also funny because the teacher who was jealous of her nose piercings, we, we went to this teacher's retreat with all the, like, Martin came and stuff, and we did a bunch of games. One of the ones we played was Two Truths and a Lie. Mm-hmm. And one of her truths, this teacher, was that she has 10 piercings. They're just all invisible. I don't know if they're all in her ear or if they belong to other parts of her body or what, but she, uh, she, she, like her big thing was like, yeah, I've got 10 piercings. No one like thought that was a thing because she doesn't look so like everyone it. called it a lie. Yeah, yeah. Because her hair is fairly short. It goes uh-huh. down to like jawline area uh-huh. and you can't see her ears much, but she has 10 piercings hidden there somewhere. So either like you've seen her ears. Yeah. I've you seen a bunch se- of ear piercings. She showed me. But I don't think there's ten. So that would mean she has maybe I belly mean, button. Uh, uh, maybe belly button. Maybe she takes them out. Yeah, that could be that. She takes oh, yeah, out. Yeah. But I was going to say, I was thinking something more sexual. But maybe she takes well, them out. Well, I was going <laughs> to say too. If you're not piercing your face, there's only other couple other places in your body that people pierce. Well, my cousin had. She used to have hips. Her hips pierced. So the ones right there, and that was weird. I thought. <laughs> I've, I've seen a lot of stuff. I've never seen hips pierced, but you can get it. I think she did it. Well, I might just be saying something that didn't actually happen, but I've seen hip piercing. So like right there on a girl and it's just like little studs just right there. I think they're mm-hmm. called subdermal piercings. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure. Some about people the, do it like uh, on their chest. I've seen some girls who just have like a jewel in their chest. Like, like they're some yeah. sort of like uh, just right, like, one of those like troll dolls with the oh, belly yeah. button. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah but right, it's just right in the sternum or something. Yeah. 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 I've yeah, seen yeah. it on shoulders. And shoulders. I've seen it right oh, here yeah. as well on like your collarbone. It's yeah. It's the newest way to be glamorous and chic. Yeah, I th- also think too. Like everybody's getting a piercing these days or a tattoo, so people are tattooing the stuff that people don't usually tattoo or mm-hmm. piercing the stuff that other people usually don't pierce because they want to push be the, the boundaries. They want to be the frontiersman of this kind of uh, lifestyle. And Gabe, hey, I'm all for it. Hey, fucking pierce your asshole if you want to. I don't care. Anyway, <laughs> on, on, on that note, uh, we, we want to get into some of your teaching experiences here and that. But before sure. we do that, we got to get into some birthdays and shout outs. It's time for your birthday wishes, shout outs and announcements on the Chang Warner podcast. Hey, Scott. Yes. We forgot to do something at the beginning of the podcast. We forgot a couple of things. We, we did. The cheers and we forgot. We, we, for the word of the day, we just we just got all <laughs> excited because we guys here. Okay, so the cheers of the pod or the cheers of the second half of the podcast, we have one from Albania. It's called Gezua. Gezua. Okay. Gezua. So I can't believe we forgot that. This is our quarter, quarter, uh, a hundred mark. In other words, our 25th podcast, and we forgot our cheers. We never forget our cheers. What's going on? I think we forgot our chairs on at least half of those 25. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. It's like blasphemy. And we have a word of the day. And what's the word of the day, Scott? 
I have no idea. No I don't have paper in front of me. Habitude. 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 And you guys know the rules of the podcast. If you somebody says the word habitude correctly, everybody else drinks or we cheers. What does it mean? The state of uh, just dull. The state of uh, like the lethargy, laziness, uh, habitude. Habitude. After tonight, tomorrow for me and Andrea will we'll be, be a habit- day of habitude. A day of habitude. A day of <laughs> habitude. I'm gonna work it in just so we can drink a bunch. All right, but I guess uh, we got some birthdays and shoutouts to get to then. Yeah, so the first birthday shout-out I'd like to give is for somebody that I met a long time ago here, an old friend. His name is Jesse, Jesse Cole. So, uh, happy birthday. I think you met him. I have. I just met him actually recently. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, We probably crossed paths before, but actually met Met. Yeah, just get to know him a little bit uh, just the past a couple weeks ago, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I met him... A long time ago, we have a mutual friend also back home, Sergio. That what a cool name. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, him and his sister, were, you know, we were living here for a while, and we met in Jinhei, I believe. So it would have been around 2004 or so that I met him. So happy birthday, Jesse. And who else do we have? Uh, I have a partner teacher, uh, old partner teacher. Uh, her name is Julie, uh, but Aram Kim, her is her Korean name. This week she'll be turning a year older, so happy birthday to you. And an old high school and middle school friend of mine named Jason Poe back. I want to shout out to him. He is turning a year older this week as well from Sycamore High School. So, Jason, happy birthday to you, boy. And uh, just to my dad, my dad is traveling in a little taboo-like country right now in Cuba. Dad, uh, my sister was worried about you the other day, so dad, be safe and mm, try not to piss any Cubans off. Haven't they uh, raised, like, the sanctions and shit against Cuba? I don't know what the whole whole, uh, situation is right now. All I know is he had to fly to Mexico to fly to Cuba. Oh, so okay. I don't know if it's still taboo or not. Well, it, it's clearly still taboo, but I thought they had raised sanctions and shit. But they have, and I think they're going to open that's up just trade sanctions. And maybe I mean to other things that would that would uh, uh, release the uh, the the sanctions for travel too, or the the travel restrictions. So I yeah. think the in the next in the in the near future they're going to allow flights from uh, America directly to Cuba. But I think he wanted to get there before that happened, before it became Americanized. Or I mean, I've heard the swim's not too bad, so you could just do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Miami you to just Cuba. A, you could just take a, a inflatable raft over there. Yeah. Oh, and hope for the best. That's <laughs> right. And uh, we got two more birthday shout-outs I'd like to give. So Jesse's was actually this Wednesday. So one more time. Happy birthday, Jesse. And Bridget. Bridget Rogers. Bridget. The next Chang Warner, still yeah. always Chang Warner. From Ireland, Irish Bridget, who's uh, not here anymore, right? Who drank more than anybody I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Her birthday's next Saturday, so happy birthday, or this coming Saturday. Happy birthday, Bridget. I'm sure she already started drinking for her birthday next week. <laughs> Just and the next <laughs> legend that lived here a long time, I don't know if you guys know him, but uh, Christopher Shanley. So, I've heard uh, this name, yeah. but I do not know him. Yeah, he's a long time 
Chang Warner. Chang Warner and a good old friend. I actually talked to him just after New Year's. And uh, his birthday is uh, this Saturday, too. So happy birthday, Chris. Happy birthday. All right. So before we got in, is there anybody you guys want to give a shout out to? Or it doesn't have to be a birthday? or. Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the dude you're talking about in Japan? Oh, uh, James won't listen to this, but it's just my buddy James. Uh, I guess. Hi, Graham. Hi, Kyle. Okay, now fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Angie? You, you uh, also, hi, Eric. And now fuck off. <laughs> Did you say your Graham? Like grandma? Uh, no, just oh. just Graham. Fuck off, Grandma. <laughs> this is my podcast. <laughs> um, I'd shout out to the Wellies and the Sterlings. That's pretty much it. Sweet. All right. So before we got into the birthdays and shout outs, it's going to get into some of your teaching experiences, both maybe here and back home, considering you. Both taught back home, yes? Mm-hmm. And you guys met at a camp yep. for special needs kids, right? So let's start with that. What's, what was that experience like? Uh, fantastic. It's actually a funny thing that I would always tell to people at the camp. I learned a lot. Like, the first time you come to Korea, I feel like you learn a lot about yourself, about your patients, about stuff like that. And it's the same when you're working with kids with special needs. And you also employ a lot of like similar skills. So like when I'm talking with Koreans, I start being really choppy in my sentence. If they're speaking English, I can be real choppy in my sentences. And I uh, like I speak slower and stuff. And that's exactly how I would talk with certain kids with special needs. And I was always in the, I mean, it's going to sound awful, but I was, I inherited from my buddy Graham, who I just gave the shout out to, the autistic cabin, the very autistic cabin. Like these kids were great, but they, they were all like their own special little butterflies and stuff. And they were phenomenal kids. Uh, I once saw this one kid, 14 years old, uh, severely autistic we would wake up every morning with a boner just stand up and show the world <laughs> he was he was he was climbing down <laughs> he was climbing down from the top bunk once and turned too fast and just whacked his whacked his dick off the ladder graham that sounds like a story you told me but i witnessed it once too so shut up uh, um, i do that every morning <laughs> just, scott actually still sleeps in bug beds <laughs> it's just stuff like that which was super fun and uh this one kid named toby who's maybe my favorite kid of all time he is the walking wikipedia article for movies like the fact that alan rickman died recently r.i.p he would have been able to tell you every movie that man has been in since whenever he started since the first Die Hard. he just knows that shit he knows every character name too he's like so in this one off dumb movie that no one's ever seen his character name was this and we're like oh, okay yeah thanks toby <laughs> so I, I once saw a really good uh, uh documentary on kids with uh, or just people with special needs and that the the parts of the brain that they have that are lacking the other side has more compensation for that so there's some people that they would fly up in a helicopter and show them the aerial view of London. They can come back and they could draw the exact same picture that they saw. Just one shot and they just draw the exact same, same thing. Whereas some people, they can't, they can't count correctly. They don't know how to count from one to ten. They'll count one and nine and six, but they can play a ballad on the piano perfectly. 
Yeah, it's amazing just, what uh, different parts of your brain being active can do for yeah, you. Yeah. Like, I met some of the most creative, interesting people at this camp. Like, someone who could basically write um, the best novels ever. Actually, I would just like to say, I know we passed the shout-out section, but uh, shout-out to Camp Kennebec. If you have a special needs kid in Ontario, Kingston, Ontario, this is honestly the place to go. The employees are great. Rob and Don's are amazing. And, I mean, it's it's just a special place. I like I love that place with all my heart. I, we did two years there. Whenever we whenever we talk about going back, we we talk about wanting to go there for a week or so, whatever. Two straight to, years? Uh, well, two summers. Two summers, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Kingston, Ontario? Okay, uh, just outside of Kingston, Ontario. I was place. born in Kingston. Do you know Arden? Uh, no, I was literally born in okay, yeah. and flew back to Newfoundland. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, parents were passing through, basically. So. We we uh, When we have days off, we would go to Kingston uh, for the night. It's about an hour or 15 minutes drive or so. Yeah. But I do spend a lot of time there because my aunt, uncle, and cousins live there. My godparents. I actually I love Kingston, Ontario, as a city. It's it's a beautiful place. A uh, lot of cool stuff going on. The, Kingston's what Queen's University? Yeah. Yes. Uh, the last two summers while working at camp, I happened to have a day off when they had Busker Fest going on, and it's literally just a festival for buskers. And we saw like some. What's of the, a busker? Uh, a street performer. Okay. And they and they come in from like Europe and shit to put on their acts because they make like mad money. Like the streets are super crowded, you can barely walk, but all these people are doing these crazy performances on the street and stuff. It's a very cool event. And yeah. Kingston's known for Kingston Penitentiary, which is probably <laughs> yep. the biggest, you know, penitentiary in Canada. I thought it was a castle the, most, the first time most, I saw it. Most, really? It yeah. looked so the like, most let's like go to a the castle. castle. <laughs> the <laughs> most, most dangerous people in Canada. It's basically like an, up or in there. It's like an American supermax prison. Okay. Yeah. Which is right uh, by your local I'm Value Village. Not <laughs> it's, it's and sushi. <laughs> Value Village sounds like a, a, a supermarket. Shop. Oh, thrift shop. shop. Okay. I'm not going to comment, but like I said, I was born in Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> Dumpster baby. <laughs> Just put it out there. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if they had dumpsters back then. But. Yeah. <laughs> so then so going, going back to your teaching then, um, what, what, what year how, or how long ago did you go through teacher's college? Uh, I did it 2013-ish. I don't know. Maybe you're same? I did the year after her. The year after. Yeah. And now you said Canada is going for two years for yeah. teacher's college. We, we got in while it was good. So she that was means the second last year of one year. I was the last year of a one year program. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. then Canada probably takes care of their teachers better than America does. Yeah. Definitely better. For sure. But the only problem with it is that they, they, uh, there's so many graduates from teachers college, which isn't Canada's fault. Yeah. And it's it, like an influx of doctors in America. Yeah, Everybody exactly. wants to be a doctor because mm-hmm. the pay is good and, and, it, and it does lifestyle. go, it does go province by province. Like the biggest thing about teachers in Ontario is they have like the best pension across the country. Mm. It's phenomenal. You get, you get taken care of. Well, it's like Scandinavia. Scandinavia really takes care of their teachers yeah. and they, uh, they actually acknowledge the fact that teachers are the ones that pave the way for the kids future. It's not easy work. However, that being said, I, it's why I have a lot of respect for a lot of American teachers. The ones who care, they're not. They're clearly not in it for the money. Obviously not. Like like those fuckers have to. They have to give a shit. Yeah, you you're not. You realize you just wake up one day and you're like, I'm a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm. I pretty much just acknowledge that fact 
yesterday, and <laughs> and um, I'm still coming to terms with it, but it's all right. I'm, it I'm, is I'm, rewarding, even here. Yes. Like <laughs> yes, although the amount of kids that I've taught, like in it's going to be 15 years this year. I'd say you've taught thousands of kids then. Uh, possibly, but uh, every couple hundred or so, there is you know one or two. Th- kids that you can see the improvement you can see the difference and it's rewarding i've yeah. seen that in the four months i've been here just this one kid uh when i started that's because you're a better teacher than me <laughs> and let, let's not say that <laughs> this one kid when i started he uh he has i'm pretty sure it's tourette's but i'm no doctor so i can't officially diagnose in any capacity yeah but he has these weird like twitches so we'll be teaching and he'll just start slamming the desk and stuff but he does it throughout the whole class mm. And so I think he has some sort of neurological disorder. Yeah, like that. And I'm my money's on Tourette's, but again, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, but when I first started, he would like never do his homework. He would like we have daily tests we have to do at the Hogwan, and he would he would always get like zero to four on that. But the last couple months, like he's been steadily improving. He's always doing his homework, and is it's reflected in his daily tests. And it's actually like you said, it's the most rewarding thing because you're like this motherfucker. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a hard thing because if you if you're a trained teacher, which you've obviously you guys know when there's a uh, learning disability going on, you can't just come out and say that to the parents. No, there's a whole, there's a whole class in teachers college in Canada about why you can't do that. Like like a whole <laughs> a whole four months is spent on how to delicately go about this. You've got to go yeah, delicately go about it, but you also have to uh, eventually in the end you have to. Because it, you, if you were able to recognize it, you ha- want the kid to get the this the right kind of care, then the and teach them the right way. But in Korea, they don't even want to hear that. They, you could spend forty forty years, you know, telling the same parent your kid probably has ADHD or your kid has some sort of learning disability that prevents them from functioning the same way as the other children, and they still don't want to hear that. Mm. So I think there's a lot of, of kids that have. Similar problems to that, whether it's Tourette's or, I mean, I think it's got to do with the stress. Uh-huh. I think it has to do with the stress. There's, there's yeah. a big, I met a seven-year-old that was so stressed out that he was thinking about dropping out of the hogwan because he was doing so much homework, and I was like, "You're the smartest kid in the class. Like, please stay." Yeah, I've got I've had kids that are seven years old. They stay up till one o'clock in the morning studying. Yeah, it's insane. It's, um, so the people we replaced in Korea, Zach and Nancy. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach put it in kind of like the worst but funniest way where he's like, Korean parents don't really care about their kids. They care about the successes of their kids, but they don't care about necessarily nurturing them in the proper way and doing that sort of thing. They care that they do well. And obviously that's not entirely true. Not for every situation, but across the board, the majority of the parents are the same way. It's a people resource country. Yeah. Yeah. And the Mm -hmm. competition's so high. Yeah. I mean, I've taught kids that literally couldn't speak Korean yet. One of one of that's true. That's true. I actually I forcing stuff on them. I have a class like that. It's rough. But uh, one kid, and I heard about this afterwards that I taught. It, the last school I was at wasn't a proper school. It was just, it was weird how it was worked, but I only meet kids like twice a year, basically. Um, there was at least, out of all those kids I taught, one kid who uh, killed himself from the pressure. Really? You yeah. actually taught a kid to kill himself? He, I, he's not, he either killed himself or is severely, like, he, he, he had severe issues going forward, but there was, I had heard, I had heard, like, conflicting reports how about it. How old was he? Uh, he was a middle school student. 
and 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 that's the time when it's really rough. Yeah, right. I've yeah. had I've had similar. I've had a middle school middle school student attempt suicide. Yeah, it's and I I, I think it was an attempt because. I like. I feel like I really would have heard. Oh, so and so killed himself. But it was. It was like I'd heard that he had done something, and then he was in a hospital for a while and stuff. So he had. It. It just. It had gotten too rough for him because of the having to, you know, meet meet the score, meet the right, meet the standard or whatever. Yeah, and and I don't think, especially with the the conflict with North Korea, I don't think that's gonna that's gonna resolve itself anytime soon. I think with the amount of pressure there is, because that's how Korea has climbed out of their, the country that was in poverty for so long, that the country that has been, um, that has been uh, enslaved by Japan over so many years of being. Uh, but don't tell them that. Yeah. <laughs> so so the I think that's that's I mean it's, you know, great for Korea, but it's it's terrible for the all of the Koreans that have been here that have been struggling with that. So it's. I think it's part of our job as teachers to show them that there is a different way to, to go about living. I've also had uh, kids that I would say were, is it dyslexia? Dyslexia? Dyslexia. Dyslexia, yeah. Like a... Uh, dog is God. They can't, literally, they just can't write. Yeah. They, they can't yeah. copy, like everything is backwards, you know, yeah, here and, and there. And a lot of kid times when they read, like even words like desk, they read it as table things like that and it's very hard to because i had a student that was like that and i fought tooth and nail with my director because i said there's a huge problem here and they didn't want to acknowledge it so i I actually fought with my director until the problem was uh confronted with the student and they uh, they tested her it wasn't dyslexia because ended up after a lot of study and reading you can't really um diagnose dyslexia when the child is uh, in young a young age, it's, it comes more of like a, in a like grow out of it type thing. Middle school, because most kids are dyslexic, but they grow out of it when they become ele- higher elementary, middle school students. But the kids, if they are dyslexic, true dyslexics, then they will find um, that middle school is the time when they 14, 13, 14 years old is when they find that they are they have that problem. Uh, a friend of mine, actually, the opposite of that. Mm. Uh, she was in her like final year of university, and she found out she might be she might have dyslexia. Not um, uh, it's Michelle, like not to a major extent, but it enough that she's. And this was true when we went to high school. She always had trouble studying. Always had trouble reading things, and that sort of maybe not reading, but always had trouble learning. Yeah, so it was clearly an educational. <laughs> Like a learning disability, and then she finally went and got diagnosed or whatever, and it was like a minor form of dyslexia. Right, and then a lot of kids too have um, anxiety, test anxiety here. No, oh, yeah. So they do really well in the classroom, but when it comes to a test, they can't do it. They can't do the same thing as, as what they do with just. Yeah, kids have a lot of pressure here. That's basically it. You know, mm-hmm. I've had parents uh, tell me that their their kid writes left handed. But the parents don't want that. Yeah, they want because, them to write right-handed. Yeah. So I is would have to. That yeah, is a thing. I would have to always be like, try, I try to persuade rather than, you know, like force, force yeah. but yeah. use your right hand and, but, you know, but, you get this. 
What's the logic there, if there is any? Conformity. It's out of the norm, yeah. Conformity. Uh, that's, that's, they used to yeah, do that. Okay. My mom told me a story about when she, she was, back in her day, when she was a student, that they... In the 1800s? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Marianne. <laughs> um, yeah, I, she... I might have known your mom. <laughs> 1800s? She's from Chatham. You, you wouldn't know her. <laughs> um, yeah, she used to tell me stories about how kids in her class, they used to make them... Right, right-handed. Yeah. So if she, like, if she had perhaps been left-handed, then right. I think it's just conformity. Well, it just make everybody mm-hmm. study it, the same, it just be makes the same. No sense. It's so weird. It's everybody be a stormtrooper, right? <laughs> <laughs> exact same. Exact same. <laughs> anyway, I'd like to get into what you guys like about Changwon or what you like to do here. But before we do that, we got to get into what's coming up this coming week in Changwon. Bang! Get your local events list for Changwon City. Get your ass out the chair and we'll see you there. All right, next bar is starting something new. They're having Tuesday, Thursdays, which uh, was a couple days ago. Now, their first one. So every Thursday, starting around 10, 10.30, they're going to have a TV episode of something, and possibly a TV show after that, or maybe even a movie. That's fun. That's yeah. fun. I'd, I'd go good, to that. That's good fun. idea. Do you know what kind of shows they're showing, or just anything? They or? show like a half an hour from 10.30, I think, to 11, and then an hour series of something or other. Like they had things up like Fargo and Making a Murderer, but they... I, I think, think they actually showed a movie this past Thursday about Korea and if it's a show, will they twins do or like something? Consecutive, like the next episode as Twinsters, I think it was called. Yeah, Twinsters. That's right. That's right. Um, I think that was a movie, but I'm not sure. I don't know. That's a good idea. When they pick good a TV question. show, I think they'll follow it. You know, that makes whether sense. it's one or yeah. two episodes mm-hmm. each Thursday. And all pizzas that day are 5,001 off, yeah, right? Yeah, eat in only. Eat and it. popcorn, hot chocolates, 1,001, I think. For a buck, yeah. Why not? Sounds good. A little less than a buck now. With exchange. 1,001 <laughs> then. And O'Brien's have their Taco Tuesdays, which is every Tuesday. And, uh, yeah. I yeah? That's a, you know? Yeah. It's a not, quiet, not, it's a, not, not much going on this weekend or next weekend, yeah, but it's there a quiet is at month. the end of the month. Yeah, in July, uh, January, every January since we've been here, January has always been a quiet month just because people are traveling and nobody has any money after the holidays, so they <laughs> wait for Wednesday, or for Wednesday. What the hell am I saying? They wait for February to, to get it back up again, to pick it back up, because that's when the spring springtime's in, in the air. So, um, yeah, so, but there's, there's other stuff going around, not just in Changwon. There's other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So, for example, next, uh, tomorrow, which is, we're, we're recording this on Saturday. So, Sunday the 17th is, is the Olsan Market, which is happening up in Olsan. That's again going to happen in March. There, everybody's taking the, the February off because of the, the solar holiday. And next week, which is going to be this week when, when we put this out, so December. January the 23rd, there's going to be the Busan Market again, which is fantastic. There's four bars that are featured that are going to be uh, selling uh, items from around the world. So there's people that are doing jewelry, baked goods, pot pies, chorizo, uh, biltong, everything that's going on. 
there is going to be happening at Sharky's or Beach Bar, HQ Bar, or the Owl and the Pussycat, which is on Guangali Beach, and that's from 1 to 5 p.m. So I hope that everybody can, everybody, I hope everybody in Korea comes down for that, for that, for that event, for that day. And now, even though there's not much going on this weekend or next, you know, there's always something going on. There's always people out at the bar, so O'Brien's, BK House. Biscacci. Biscacci, IPs. IPs. Monster Bar. Next Bar. Next Bar. You know, there's always, you'll, you'll always run into somebody if you want to and go and do something. We've some. never really talked about it on this podcast, but there is another fun bar. It's not a, It's not on the same street that we're on. We're on in, in one street in Jungandong. Thursday but, party? Yeah, they're, Thursday party, yeah. Thursday party over in Sangnamdong is always a fun time. Yeah, yeah. And they always have the best beer on tap, which is Red Rock, but they put it in an ice-cold glass, which I fucking love. Thursday, we went out uh, with our co-teachers and stuff, and when we were leaving, we were at the Norebong right across from Thursday party, and Thursday party even on Thursday. I mean, I guess that's appropriate, Thursday. but it was it was bumping. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of shit going down. There was a lot of people. Like, I full house. We left place. at about 10.30, like, full house. They've got a great beer pong table. They've got a foosball table. they got darts. <laughs> And uh, it's just a, they got great music, um, good videos on. I, lo- I love sitting there just when I'm not talking to anybody and, and watching some some kite sailing videos or some windsurfing videos. That are on. I, I don't know. It's, it's just cool for me. I, I like the bar. I like the atmosphere. It's great. And the people are nice. And they just got their shit together. I like it. Last time we went there, they had... Uh like WWE so like Smackdown and Raw just playing on a loop I know that's crazy eh? I haven't watched that shit since I was like 12 years old but I I was right back into it I know oh fuck that guy up let's do it throw him off the fucking (laughs) turnbuckle get up that ladder man that shit's exciting it's dumb as hell but it's exciting (laughs) I know so not not just in Jungandong but in Sangnamdong Sangnamdong we really we rarely talk about Sangnamdong but if you are not from Changwon Sangnamdong is just a a 10-minute walk away or a 2-minute cab ride and there are restaurants upon restaurants upon bars upon everything that's going on there and it is a happening place. You can't even it takes you 20 minutes to drive through Sangnamdong and it's only like a half a kilometer long because people are in the streets and they're walking and they're they're having a good time. There's street vendors, there's there's street sales, there's there's, there's tables all around. It's it's great. It's a great environment. That's where we live. We live uh, so walking home from here, we walk through Sangnamdong uh, to get home. Mm. So every night it's just like you said, something's happening. Mm-hmm. It's We're like, on the outskirts, and there's always people around, no matter what time of day it is. And it's Blade Runner on acid. I think it's not, it looks like it. <laughs> yes, there's it neon is. everywhere. Oh there's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just it's it's crazy. It's I mean, if you think if you have ever seen the movie Blade Runner and you see like this crazy Asian streets that's happening, that's what Sangnamdong is like. And I love I love being there. And anybody who's looking to go there, you jump in a cab, you can just say Sangnam Shijong. Yeah, which is the Sangnam market, which if you walk through there, it's a traditional market where people are selling everything from kimchi to handmade shoes. And people have got stuff in stalls on three levels. And there's a market, like a special market, that's once, I think it's once a week. 
the fourth every, and the ninth. Yeah, the every, fourth so and the every ninth. Four and every nine. four and every nine. So fourth, fourth ninth, fourteenth, nineteenth, which 24th, is fourth, twenty ninth. Pretty much, well, every pretty five much every, days. every week. Every uh, like five days. Or yeah, something. yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah which is uh, incredible. That's I mean, where we do all of our shopping for fruits everything. and vegetables. Yeah, yeah fruit and vegetables. It's cheap. It's nice. Like everything is there. It's good shit. Yeah. One time we found a worm in our pepper, which was weird. But you that's know, cool. Other than that, it's been good. That's it's always an adventure. Yeah, always an adventure, right? So there's a lot of things that will come up, which I'll post, you know, on the website yeah. when we're near the weekend. Right, there's also right. a yoga bridge. Yoga bridge. Maddie's doing his thing. And he usually has a karma class every weekend. On, I think anyway. it's full up for this week. I yeah, saw great one more on Facebook today. Oh, yeah, there was one more spot earlier, yeah. so probably That's good. full That's by good. now. So he usually has a spot for 10 on Sundays. Sunday, he does from 3 to 4 o'clock. Which is perfect because you can wake up with a hangover and go there and sweat it out a bit. But he's uh, he's got a great class. It's free. Let me say that again. It's free for anybody that How wants much is to it? join. Free. Oh, That's cool. zero money. No won. No dollars. No euros. You need nothing to get in. You just need to reserve in advance. And he does have other classes during the week, which you can uh, just jump on the website and find out more about. So before we got on to what's not going on this week in Changwon... I was going to ask both both of you, you know, what are some of the things that you like to do in Changwon? Yeah, you guys actually do something that I... Besides teach. We were talking about before uh, that probably a lot of people would like to know about. The hockey. The yeah. hockey. You guys play hockey here. Yeah, I never expected to play hockey in Korea, but uh, as a Canadian, it's super fun and awesome. Yeah. I'm really pumped about it. The, yeah, it's the the team is the Chongwon Lycans. Uh, like you know, Lycans is in the underworld world. They're like Sweet. werewolves and so shit. So you guys turn into like some fucking hairy beasts on Pretty the. Pretty much, oh, I'm already there, the but they all evolve into my form. <laughs> um, it's super fun though. Like I hadn't played, I haven't played hockey in nearly a decade. And when I got on the ice again, like the first step I took, I almost like ate shit. But after that, like it comes back super quick, and it's fun to be out on the ice again. I'm still trying to get my slap shot up to where it should be, but it's it's super fun to be out on the ice again. So, do people check each other against boards? Uh, so we we played our first game last weekend, mm-hmm. uh, the first official game. So every Tuesday is like basically a full on practice. Every Friday is some drills, and then like a scrimmage, like a practice game. Then last week, last Friday, we played a game. Last time, our team played Chongwon. Our team played Busan, sorry. They lost 12, 12 nothing. Last week it was 5-4. So a much better game, all things considered. And because uh, I asked the same question going in, I'm like, so contact's kind of a no, right? They're like, well, you know, just don't be a dick about it. I'm like, okay, I can deal with that. Really? They- it's it's like you don't want to go lay some guy out, right? But yeah. there was a couple times because I play defense predominantly, so I'd be skating backwards, and a guy's coming in, and I just kind of you get put, in his way. I, just, I put my shoulder down, and he bounces off of me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's yeah. what's the team like? Is it mostly Koreans? Yeah, mostly Koreans. There's four foreigners, so me, Andrea, two others. Uh, shout out to Bob and Dave. And I'm not talking about, like, you know, Mr. Show with Bob and Dave. Bob yeah. and Dave McKenzie. <laughs> right, or, yeah, uh, the, their names are Bob and Dave. They're, they're good dudes. Uh, they kind of, like, brought us into the team and stuff. Uh, we're the four foreigners, then there's... 
I mean, last night we had the most players we ever played with. So last night there was 13 people out, including two goalies. But when we played the game last week, there was uh, the goalie, Dave, and 10 people. Okay. So for the four foreigners and six Koreans. So you can use some more players. So anybody out there yes, listening? Yeah, they were they were super stoked to have a couple little Canadian hockey. players to join the team with some where hockey you, knowledge. Where did you get your equipment for here? Uh I'm I'm a large human being, and I was yeah. lucky enough to find everything I needed, except I'm still looking for. So if anyone has a helmet, you can Cup. give it to me. Oh. I'm looking for it. You play uh, without a helmet? No, at Sobu. So we go to Sobu oh, you Sports rent. Arena. You rent? I don't even have to rent it. They oh. just have buckets of helmets, and it's they're terrible helmets. They don't cover my face at all. So every time like someone shoots, I'm like yeah, because <laughs> uh, I don't want to get hit in the face. Yeah. Um, but I was able to find there's a couple uh, Facebook groups uh, I think it's like Ulsan U- Ulsan Busan Hockey Busan Hockey League you can go there and find all your hockey needs basically mm. there's a couple online stores that also deliver from US Canada and a couple Korean ones but we haven't really looked into it they're a bit more pricey because yeah, it's, it's all new stuff yeah, yeah and it was shipping and stuff like that because they don't obviously make it here in Korea or China well I was looking for, because I am looking for helmets, the cheapest helmet I can find without a mask or visor or anything at all, 100,000 won just for, like, the shell of a helmet, and that's without shipping and stuff, so I don't know if I will yeah. get that. Well, hockey's a, an expensive sport anyway, sure. compared to other sports. Well, I, I paid, it was 250000 for a full set of equipment, including skates, which I thought was going to be the hardest to find because I've got size 13 feet like just monstrous feet um i was able to find everything for 250,000 won then i got so for people back home for canadians that's like obscenely expensive because the canadian dollar is shit right now Mm. um but so i was able to find that and then a hockey stick for 30,000 won so i paid 280,000 won for everything minus a helmet which is home though would be the same same price no no because back home everything minimum like 50 or 60 bucks that's if you're going super low end for every mm. single different piece of equipment so, so i'm 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 don't know anything about hockey really so you got to buy shoulder pads jock to protect your wee wee junk yeah yep uh jock shin pads pants socks but socks are cheap skates which are the most expensive uh shoulder pads elbow pads helmet Gloves. No, no knee pads? Gloves, yeah, so gloves. Yeah, like li- uh, shin pads. Shin, shin, pads. shin pads cover your knees. Knees, uh, and no th- nothing for your hips? Your pants do that. Yeah, the pants kind of do that. There's usually some sort of like Jill or Jock situation. When it says pants, it's more like shorts. Yeah. With yeah, built-in yeah. padding. They, they okay. kind of, like my pants go to here, so they've got padding up to here, uh-huh. and then there's they padding on my down knees. Down to the shin and, pads. Yeah, yeah, and they they connect where the shin pads similar go. Similar to American football. Very Actually, very yeah. similar, because I've played football back home, and it's, yeah, it's very similar. Yeah, because you got to protect your, you got, say, your hip pads and your kidney pads as well. It's it's the same, just more armor, because yeah, if you fall, pads. you fall on Fucking ice. <laughs> It's know, like the, built into the pants. Like, it's well, a, like, oh, tailbone! Like you have the a tailbone fucking, pad. Yeah, yeah. Tailbone yeah. Shit. It goes up to there when you play American football. Yeah, it goes mid-waist. up. It goes. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I guess I shouldn't ribbly. say there and point because the podcast listeners have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. Ribs, <laughs> rib area, lower uh-huh. rib area. Yeah, <laughs> and you got a tailbone pad. I do remember that. I played peewee football, so I played like four years before middle school. I played once, one year in high school, but 
the yeah, you got uh, the, the shoulder plush. So everything is like fifty bucks. You said basically for like new stuff. Yeah, back yeah. home for one piece of equipment, it's pretty expensive. Like yeah. compiling the equipment is the more. initial I, cost. When I, I played hockey all my young life, yeah, which was too. decades ago. But it was pretty expensive. Yeah, I always meant like pay, playback sports. Or like, my, I, my parents hand. would pay, not me, but a couple hundred dollars for skates or more. Well, uh, that's what I'm saying. Skates are the most expensive by far. So I was lucky skates to and get helmets. everything. Skates and so the only thing I don't have is a helmet. I don't have a jock, but I mean, so I guess I'm really gambling my boys out there. Yeah. But uh, so far, nothing has happened. You know, we I do MMA here, and uh, nobody wears anything. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Koreans like to protect their balls. No, uh, and and on our team they have they they wear jock straps, but they don't have the cup in. So yeah. they wear jock straps just so they can connect their socks to the jock straps, so they don't have to like tape it up and shit. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's it's <laughs> a little bit weird. We, the goalies wear jock straps because I mean, obviously, but other than that, not much. Maybe that's why the population is declining here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should come out to a practice and. Teach them why they need the drug <laughs> Just yeah. rifle it out of their wieners. Yeah, it's weird because uh, yeah, in a, in a like a, in a kickboxing match or an MMA match, the uh, the only time you wear a cup is when you do a full on match. But when you're sparring, we used to when I was a kid, we used to have to wear a cup when we would spar um, because you know the the occasional kick or the knee happens, whatever. But here it happens, but they don't care in practice, right? So I probably once a week I get a good ball shot. I'm uh, when I was here my first time I got my uh, black belt in taekwondo. Yeah, and they didn't give us any of that sort of. They just gave you the hip thing and the and the helmet on. Yeah, yeah. And it, but it was funny because I was 22 at the time, still a big lad. I had way more weight on me now than I do now, and I was going up against like high school kids. And this, like the first kid I had to go, so you do a couple of pumses, and then you go and you do your, uh, you do like a practice fight, like a sparring match. Yeah. And my first kick, I went to kick the kid, and just fell backwards because he's like, uh, "Who put me against this giant bearded foreigner?" Yeah. <laughs> and you kicked him right in the square in the in the junk. No, I no, I just uh, it's just weird that there was no junk thing at all, but because I just I went to kick him and he just fell, you know, <laughs> ass over teeth kettle. <laughs> I've seen Taekwondo like videos and stuff where they're wearing like the the jock outside the pants. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah, either blue or red, right? When I went, it had outside the pants. Yeah, shoulder and back and head and nothing else. Nothing else. No, no foot. No, you're not even like you're in step barefoot. Barefoot. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a little crazy because usually they wear it, not not the full protector because it, it restricts how much you can kick, but at least a pad on the instep of your foot so you're not hitting bone to bone. Well, my the master I trained under, uh, he part of what we got like the kit for it had shoes and mm-hmm. they're like nice fancy puma black and white shoes, and that's what we would wear instead of wearing something for the instep, just shoes on both feet. But when it came to the actual uh, doing the test. Uh, no shoes. So we're standing in like this cold hallway and all these kids are in bare feet and I'm there too. I'm like, this, this just seems, this seems weird. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, I could get away without a jock as long as I'm wearing knee pads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you've been quite witty these past couple podcasts. What's going on? You've been putting a little stuff in your, in your coffee in the morning? 
just facts. You, you put a little whiskey in your coffee in the morning? No. What's going on? He's just waiting for the moment, and then he strikes. I'm referring to my balls, to too, not, nothing else. Well, it's, a good, <laughs> it's a good that you don't have any hebitude. When you get in your... Oh! F- oh, that's the only time. <laughs> oh. oh. Man, I was just going to say, please, Scott, tell us more about your balls, but, I mean, you nailed it. <laughs> yeah. When you get in your four days, you'll realize knee pads are important for balls. And, I thought I and blowjobs. That's what I thought he was talking about. <laughs> that's where I went. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. I have no idea what you guys are thinking. Gezuha. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, you lived somewhere else before. Mm-hmm. Now you're living in Changwon. You're both living in Changwon. You got a couple's job, I'm assuming. Is that what you guys were looking for before coming here? Yeah, that's kind of what brought us to Changwon. We were you wanted uh, to work. Um, we wanted to work together. We at least wanted to work in the same city, and we were looking in the public. I worked with Epic last, and so we were looking through Epic. But uh, and for anybody that's listening that doesn't know what is English Epic? program in Korea, it's the government-sponsored, maybe I think largest public school teaching. Pro- yeah, public school teaching, the largest yeah. one in Korea. Um, so that's what we were looking for. Didn't necessarily have what we were what we were searching for. So we just. Like, one day we just did a blitz of applications looking for mainly, like, cities like this. We didn't want a Seoul. We didn't want a Busan. We wanted, like, Changwon, you know, like, your Daegu's and stuff like yeah, that. In, so in between a big city and rural country. Exactly. Which is a nice fit. Because mm-hmm. Changwon is a little bit more family and friendly and yes. more of a tight-knit community. So well, it was just a fluke getting Changwon. Basically. Didn't know anything about it. or uh, No, we knew nothing about it. But then, once we found out about Changwon, we learned about it real quickly. There's a lot, like, from the Changwonderful, uh, the website, to just, like, uh, Austin has a huge uh, presence on Facebook about stuff, yeah. so it's really yeah. easy to find information about Changwon when yeah. you just Google it. Uh, and so, once we had kind of so we had gotten our interview for Changwon, and we started looking into it, and then we were like, no, this place sounds kind of awesome. You know, like, this is kind of what we're looking for. Yeah, yeah, Changwon, or, or Chang, Changwon is a, is a really good good spot for anybody that's coming here. Um, and, and, like, a lot of the information, uh, Changwoner.com and uh, a couple other websites, it's just, it's... It, it was super helpful for us to really find out that this was what we were looking for. Because it was. And at the very least, we wanted the same city, but we found a job working at Martin School, replacing Zach and Nancy to fu- like work in the same school. You guys had big shoes to fill. That's what mm-hmm. we've heard. That's yeah, what we've big heard. big shoes to fill. Uh, Zach and Nancy, though, those two were fucking champions when we first got here. Like They did yeah. so much. They showed us around Shangwan. They helped us out. They gave us... I still owe Zach some money, but he hasn't answered me back about that on Facebook, so, you know. Zach, don't listen to this. <laughs> um, I think they're... Are they in China? Are they... They went to India. India? And now they're back in America. Okay. Because they All went right. to get their yoga licenses or something like that. Something okay. to do with teaching yoga. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Um, are they married? Are they have kids? No, they're just... I'm, I know, I know. I'm, oh, okay. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, I th- were they going to get married? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. But we know. wish you all the best uh, anyways, I hope, guys. I hope, I hope things are, are going well for you guys. I talked to them about Christmas, and it sounded real good. That's yeah, you know, they're doing their thing back home. Um, 
But Changwon, like the the best thing about Changwon is kind of like what I was saying with the website and stuff. Like the sense of community yeah. is it's incredible because living in Imshil, living in like doing a lot a lot of drinking in Jeonju, I would just go out with the same four people every time. Yeah, which isn't bad, no. but it was like just those four people mm. that I would talk to, and then this one Korean guy who would always like challenge me to darts and bet me, and man, that fucking guy, he beat me every goddamn time. <laughs> he was sick. Um, <laughs> But so, like, other than chance encounters like that, it was just us four every time. We'd go for duck galbi, and they would go out and drink beers all night. Yeah, that's and that and that's fun. But here, like, we can go out anyway. Now it's from four people to now it's from four 20, people to four hundred. However, 400, that yeah. makes a huge difference. Like, we're gonna go out after this. Probably go grab some uh, next bar pizza. It's pretty good. Yeah, and so, you guys actually are coming off of a win. From the Star Wars party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You guys Big won. winnings. You guys won. What would you guys win? Uh, next bar pizza and uh, a bottle of wine. Yeah. So it's going gonna, gonna to be a messy fucking night. Go turn that, <laughs> turn, turn that in, yeah. No, uh, so we plan on doing that after, but it's like like that sort of thing is just all about in, like Changwon. Like, so we plan on going out tonight. We'll do that. Then after, we'll probably go to O'Brien's for a bit. We'll always end up at BK's. I mean, we, we fucking love BK's. This yeah. bar is amazing. Yeah. Um, and honestly, one of our favorite things being music lovers is that you can pick the music that's pick, playing. Yeah, Except play when Matt Barber's here, man. Fuck off, Matt. Let us just choose the music. <laughs> Matt, I love you, but God damn it. No more <laughs> He is about possessive. <laughs> he is a bit possessive when it comes to music. Um, <laughs> but it's just, it's fun going out any night. Cause, well, so, like, last night we were waiting for our ride to hockey. And Martin, Mike Valley, Adam Kent, Paul, and Matt all walked by. And we're like, hey, guys. And we all, like, we went out. We get all hugs all around and shit. Like, that didn't happen at all when I was in Jeonju, Imshil area. Like, it's just, it, it, it wasn't the same attitude about stuff. Yeah. Right, and and that says a lot because a lot of the people that have been here for a long time, they know when new new people and newcomers have come in, and they're so helpful mm-hmm. yeah. with people that come in, and they're so friendly. Which, if you go to a big city, people who've been there a long time, they're pretty much don't bother me. Get out of my, you know, don't, uh, don't, just get away. You know, yeah. if you go to Seoul, you're not going to have that same same feeling or Busan. Probably not the same feeling. And how about Andrea? How do you find it in Changwon? I pretty much feel the same way. It's just like anytime I have a question about something or need some help figuring some new thing out, like where is this veterinarian? Where is this uh, place to get your hair cut where they speak English? You can always ask someone and they're going to help you out. Like everyone I've met so far here has been super nice and welcoming I'm not really, like, afraid to talk to anyone here. Yeah. I mean, Whereas, like, coming from Toronto, it's just like, I'm <laughs> not so sure if I should talk to you on the subway. Yeah. But you here... You a crazy person. Yeah, but, like, even our first night here, we got dropped off in this area because we booked a hotel online and knew nobody. Um, I don't speak any Korean. Well, I didn't at the time, obviously. I know some words now. I can now. read it, but at this point, I was super rusty because it had been two years. Yeah. Yeah, so like I'm like waiting on the streets with all of our bags while Andrew goes to the International Hotel to ask for directions. And just some random foreigner from like fr- in Changwon decided to... We don't know his name. Yeah, I, I forget his name. Sorry, buddy. But you came up to me in the street... Saint. He saw that I was, like, looking a little frazzled, and it was like, do you need help? I can help you. In the end, he didn't know where our hotel was because it changed names. But 
either way, like some random stranger would was willing to come up to this like other person and try to help them like, right and, away. Yeah. And day one too, like again, we know nothing. I'm trying to butcher my way through horrible Korean just to uh, wait. Photo. Let's go. There we go. I'm 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 you know butchering my way through bad Konglish just to try and get what we need. And yeah, just the oh man, I I have pictures with him too because he uh, he on Halloween he dressed up as a character from Fallout, which is a game I love. Picture. Oh wait, one more. One more. That was blurry. So like I know who he is, I don't know his name, and so we're being the worst right now. But uh, he helped us out so much on our very first night. Yeah, that's the, you have like those random, random uh, angels that come up yeah. and, and help you out, and mm-hmm. especially when you're traveling. Have you guys been anywhere else like around Asia so far? I've been to Fukuoka uh-huh. in Japan. Uh-huh. Uh, my first year, I went there. We went during uh, winter, and it was like a bad winter then. So we went for uh, hot springs, uh, a hot springs vacation. That's cool. And did then. You- did you go I, to Yufuin or did you go to, um, oh shit, what's the place called near Mount Fukuoka and Beppu. And Beppu, that's the one. That yeah, Beppu, yeah, yeah, because Beppu is like the, one you of the famous w- places. Buses and you just see steam, oh, steam coming man. out. Right, it. it's, it's so crazy because like you walk in, everything's on a mountainside. You just yeah. see steam in the air. Yeah. <laughs> steam that's coming right out from the bottom. Yeah, of the, uh, that, was, that was a good time. Yeah, um, I love Beppu. We went there, and then I also went to Chiang Mai in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Like we stayed a couple of days in Bangkok. Super weird. I met a guy I went to a high school with. He happened to be traveling Asia at the time, and we met up in yeah, Bangkok. That's, that's crazy. Like we planned on it because he because he was like, "Are you are you in Asia?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And so we like we had actually planned on Facebook weeks beforehand. But so we met this guy in Bangkok. I haven't talked to him in years. And we met up, he took us to the zoo, took us to Kaosan Road, but then we went to Chiang Mai. And I've got a tattoo on my arm from being in uh, Chiang Mai. Uh, Chiang Mai is a magical fucking place. Like, that's maybe one of the coolest places I've been. It yeah. was super fun. How about you, Angie? I've been to Busan. And I've been to Jungju. Uh, <laughs> so, is this the first time you've been outside of Canada? Uh, well, no, because I used to live near the border of U.S., so I'd go to, like... Cleveland or like Florida or Detroit all the time just yeah. to like for concerts and hockey games and stuff. Yeah. But, so, so, I mean, Detroit. outside of outside North America, no, nah, I've never been out of, outside of North America. The first time. Yeah. So, like, it was actually my first time being in Vancouver, just like the, the, the stopover before our flight to Korea. <laughs> so, I saw those mountains for the first time in my life. And uh, we left immediately. Yeah. I was mostly like the furthest. Like, where, I've, where, I've just been in Canada and, like, lived on the East where Coast. Where did you cross into the States? Sarnia? Yeah, Sarnia or Windsor. Windsor was closer to Chatham, but, yeah. like, I was born in Sarnia, so I used to go over the bridge all the time. Embarrassingly, that's the only Canadian city I've ever been to is Windsor. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Windsor's not a bad it's city. It's a university town. Yeah. There's yeah, things it's happening. It's all right. I mean... Um, just kind of happening. <laughs> strip that's, clubs and gambling joints, you know? Yeah, what, what else do you need? That's where you have to go to shop if you live in Chatham. Like, yeah. it's really the only places... Our mall in Chatham is maybe, like, five stores now? That's the Engineer University, right? Windsor? Guelph uh, has become a major Guelph. engineer because that's where uh, I, I was dating an engineer when I went to Guelph. Uh, my best friend was dating an engineer when she when he went to Guelph. My brother just finished engineering at Guelph. Guelph is becoming a major engineer uh, hub. Yeah, 
Sarnia is Sarnia. Yeah, yeah the, chem- I, I have the an, chemical I, valley. An, an yep. Flint, Flint, Michigan's pretty horrible. Did you ever Flint, go Michigan is like one of the highest murder rate per capita in the entire United States. I also just oh, read an article on Reddit today where apparently in Flint, Michigan, they uh, they there's like lead poisoning happening in the water. So a, a pastor went on like a national news station with a with a bottle of tap water, and it was it was yellow. Because of all of the lead found in just tap water, like like just a regular water bottle, yeah, right. You fill it up with tap water, and it just it's yellow from all the toxicity. Yeah, that's, that's happening disgusting. In that I mean, people have uh, even Detroit, right? Detroit has become they've they've actually the outer skirts of Detroit. They stopped turning off the electricity uh, at the night. Turning on or turn turning off? off the electricity because there was nobody that was living there. Pretty much. There were people that were living there, but they would turn off the street lights and stuff like that. So people were living in a city of utter darkness, which breeds what does that breed? That breeds more rats. That breeds more <laughs> nothing fucking, but badness. That bad badness. So they wanted to concentrate everybody into the inner side, into the uh, heart of Detroit. Which At least uh, now I know where I'm gonna go when I'm done with Korea. There you go. <laughs> right. So you can set up your own crack house outside of fucking Detroit City. They're called trap houses Jesus. according to can, Breaking Bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can set up yeah, as long as you have you know, solar panels and your own backup battery, you can set up a bar there and become the most famous bar in the outskirts of Detroit. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. You can Man, do whatever you want because pops cops wouldn't even go there. So uh Besides uh, visiting Detroit, what what do you guys like to do outside of work? Besides hitting bars and hockey and hockey and uh, you're, anything you're else? You're a gamer, though. I can see. Yeah, it's a lot of. You guys are in the comics too, aren't you? Yes. Uh, it like I mean it's. Uh, I don't like saying it, but like nerd culture or whatever, because nerd culture is just popular culture nowadays, right? Yeah, right, but, right. So we read comics. I play video games constantly. What's your favorite comic? A uh, Spider Man. Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sp- Spider-Man's my boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I can never... Because of reading Spider-Man when I was a kid, I can never... When a video game is like, oh, choose bad or good. I'm like, well, I have great power, so I, I must follow the great responsibility yes. thing. Like, I can't I can't do a bad thing. I, I feel bad. Yeah. So, well, I mean, that's a great lesson for, like... It, yeah, it is. For kids, but. right? <laughs> yeah, so uh, right now... get. Stop me if I'm wrong. Is it a Hispanic Spider-Man right now? Or a- Miles Morales is... Uh, his father was African-American. I was uh-huh. say black, but I think that's racist. But no, black. No, black. Way, so his father was black. His mother was uh, Latina. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's where like the last name and shit comes from. Okay. And so so he's, he's mixed. culturally diverse Spider-Man right he's, he's also... He's a phenomenal Spider-Man. But I mean, like, look. Is okay. that, which Spider-Man is this? This is the one... He's the current main Spider-Man. Yeah, Peter Parker is down and out now. Which is bullshit, because Peter Parker is Spider-Man. I'm sorry, but you ask yeah. anyone, anyone of anyone who's Spider-Man, they're going to say fucking Peter Parker. You can push Miles... And Miles Morales is a great character. Mm-hmm. He's phenomenal. But it you can't t- you can't wipe away 40 years, you 60 ta- years of Peter Parker. You're talking about comic books, not, yeah, yeah, not yeah, movies. Yeah. I thought you were talking about an actor there. For no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, now uh, comics are really? trying, trying to... Because what... Back well, in the Peter, day, back Peter in the Parker's day, Peter still in it, but yeah. it's not him. Yeah, because back in the day, like Superman, Batman, Spider Man, all of these characters were created in the nineteen sixties, nineteen fifties, and they're all when white characters were 
pretty much dominant across yeah. the board. So what happened to this guy? He got bit by a spider too. Uh, it's it's kind of funny because the guy who wrote it, a man named Brian Malcolm Bendis, he's he's a really good writer. Uh, but he, the story is. Uh, it's in the Marvel Ultimate Universe, which is where everything is slightly different from the main Marvel Universe. And so he was bitten by, like, the same... This, bitten by Peter Parker? <laughs> he was bitten by one of the same group of spiders that bit Peter Parker, gave him his powers. So it bit him and gave him slightly different powers, uh-huh. which is how they kind of get around the weirdness of it all. No. Uh-huh. Um, but he's like he's just he's a good character like so his powers he has like weird venom blasts that come out of his hand he can go invisible and stuff like that so he's got cool other powers uh, in his books the Ultimate Universe different from again main Marvel this is getting deep into comic book shit but uh, he 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 was like so that Peter Parker different from the Peter Parker we know gave him his blessing so he's like no you can be the spider-man do the thing yeah and so he started doing the thing and stuff and peter parker died and whatever and he he is he is a really good character (laughs) (laughs) he is he is a really good character it's just uh they brought him into the main marvel universe and they've made him the main spider-man now peter parker (coughs) has basically become tony stark and tony stark iron man has basically become peter parker so now peter parker's rich and has a giant empire of technology shit and tony stark is poor and dating mary jane which if you're gonna ask me is fucking blasphemy but we don't have to get into that right right <laughs> so in, in uh captain america's civil war the spider-man that's Peter Parker, though, right? Yes, that's Peter Parker. And that's apparently a teenage Peter Parker, so I'm excited to see what they do with all of that. Did you see the new t- uh, trailer they showed on Conan O'Brien for su- uh, Batman v Superman? Yeah. Which which trailer was that? I've seen a lot of trailers for that. Uh, so it was just a little bit of an extension of the first TV spot. The, was it the one where... where do you bleed? Oh, yeah, yeah, the where okay, Batman... Yeah. But, but there was more, more to more, it. More to it. I haven't, no. More importantly, Deadpool movie comes out next month. Yeah, that I'm movie super looks awesome. Excited about I just that. saw I just saw a trailer on uh Reddit and yeah. if someone edited a bunch of the shots they have in the trailer to make it like a romantic comedy. Yeah. So it's this thing where like in the trailer you, you hear Deadpool or Ryan Miller saying like, Oh, I love you so much and I've got that. I get oh, it's so silly. It's 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 a minute long and it and it makes Deadpool look like a a, a rom com. So if Boys, if you're trying to convince your lady friends to go to the movie with you, search up Reddit, Deadpool, romantic comedy trailer, and you won't be disappointed. Well, <laughs> the, the whole marketing campaign with the whole Deadpool movie is brilliant. Because yeah. uh, the one thing that I, I remember watching was that Deadpool's Twitter account is w- hilarious. Hilarious. But the first following, first, first the people. The only who, following. The only follower he follows is. Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty. He's the only follower. Um, yeah, it's like that movie looks brilliant. I was looking it up. We get it a week later than the rest of the world here in uh, Korea. Oh, that's so okay. I'm, I'll, I'll hold it. I'll hold off. Of February 11th. I'll hold off. Oh, oh me too. Uh, I, 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 because I, you know sometimes I download stuff, but um, I didn't download the Revenant. <laughs> yeah, shame, shame. You know my name, but uh, uh, the Deadpool though, I'm definitely going to see that on the big screen. Oh yeah, for sure. Did you guys see the new? trailer for cloverfield uh 13 cloverfield lane uh, i think it's 10 okay whatever number cloverfield lane that movie looks no very cool. i didn't 
Did really? you like the movie Clerks? It's, it's, it's being called it's like J. J. a Abrams. blood successor to. Uh, he didn't direct it. He no, produced it. it so it's called like a blood successor to Cloverfield, where it's I guess set in the same world, uh, same so, found footage kind of style. No, uh, no, no, not found footage. No. It's a uh, a guy. I John think Goodman. his son and the girl that they saved, and he had like an underground bunker, and they're just living underground while everything happened. And so it, it it looks like it's he's kind of from the trailer. It looks like he's kind of keeping them captive, uh, captive against yeah. their will. Or they go? They're just going insane, being trapped underground. Yeah, because yeah, the beginning makes it look happy. Then by the end of the trailer, like shit's going down. But he he's yelling at the girl. Oh, don't leave the bunker. You're safe here. Blah blah blah. It looks it looks like a good thriller movie. And she's about to try to escape, and when yeah. she gets to the the outer door and looks through the window oh you see she That's she turns around ends. and goes <gasps> and then the trailer ends sick <laughs> it looks it cool good, yeah. yeah it looks good it's a it's gonna be a well for at least for comic book movies this year it's gonna be fucking wicked that movie comes out in march they so, released the first trailer for this it's this month it's out in two months it's just right. jj because he's been so busy busy with like star wars yeah he there hasn't been any information about it he's so. producing it. he's not directing it right producing it yeah. not directing it yeah. the director this is his like first feature film and it, it looks it looks pretty February good. March will be busy movies TV shows so all TV shows video games if you're into that Deadpool <laughs> in February Batman v Superman in March. March Captain America Winter Soldier is coming as well May I May. believe uh, what else is coming? Inf- All the TV shows will be Infinity start. War yes. is Infinity War this, this no, year no that's 2017 17 uh, there's a truckload of other superhero movies that are coming out. If as well. you're a video game fan, Far Cry Primal comes out uh, end of February, beginning of March area. Is that a zombie one? No, it's a Far Cry is this first person game where you like explore an island, but it's called Primal because it's going back into like Stone Age times and you fight like dinosaurs and shit. So I'm pretty <laughs> stoked for that. Whoa. <laughs> Sweet. Is there any uh, TV shows you're looking forward to starting again or new ones? I'm looking or? forward to Banshee starting at the beginning of this month or at the end of this month. Actually, heard good it's things April. About that show. April? No, they, Banshee's April. No, it's not. It's at the end of this month, January 29. Uh, I think it's April. I would like to give a shout out to a show called Gallivant. Um, it's a medieval musical. So if you're a fan of musicals and you like really silly lyrics with a really silly storyline, check out Gallivant. It's very fun. Uh, and also Survivor. We still watch Survivor because Survivor is amazing. The like reality game show. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, what season? Thirty two. Thirty two. I watched the first season. Me too. Me too. And I've yeah. watched basically every season since. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm looking forward to Billions. It's a new TV show. Billions and Vinyl. Those are the two new TV shows. Oh, a new season of Daredevil this year. That'll be awesome. Yeah, yeah right. Punisher yeah. stepping up. Ooh, uh, and it's. If I'm you, excited that I was a Punisher comic reader. If you're a fan of The Walking Dead, it's uh, Joe Barenthal. He played Shane from The Walking Dead. Yeah, all he does in that show is brood, so you know he's going to do Punisher well. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and speaking of Walking Dead, Negan's coming. Oh, Negan's coming! Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's. That's the only. That's the. That's the, the comic comics, I read. That's I too. Awesome. I read that's it. fucking awesome. And, and the uh, guy playing him is pretty wicked. The nice. guy playing him, he was in Magic City, and uh, he's been in a bunch. He of, was in uh, the Watchmen. He played the. Uh, he played the the the, 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 uh, the 
comedian. The comedian, yeah. Oh, nice. I haven't watched uh, Walking Dead in a couple seasons because it kind of lost me for a bit. But if Negan's coming back, I'll definitely jump back in. That's cool. What's the character's name? What's the guy's name? The actual actor's name that's playing Negan. He played uh, a comedian. Uh, something something junior. I think there's a junior attached to it. He's made a few movies here and there. He made one that I actually liked where it was like a bunch of guys, military guys that went in to save somebody and they were kind of outcasts. Black Hawk Down, Saving Private Ryan, no. Enemy at the Gates. No. Okay, I'm done. Something Jeffrey Dean fool. Morgan, Jeffrey that's Dean, his name. Jeffrey Something Dean Morgan? Fool. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is his name, yeah. But, uh, for, for Negan's character, at least. That's cool. So anyway, I guess we got to wrap things up. Before cool. things become, I don't habitude. Know Sorry, <laughs> I tried. Before <laughs> things become a habitude, because we're dealing with a noun here. So, just like to uh, thank Andrew and Andrea for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you guys. This thank was you. super fun. And if anybody wants to get in touch with either of you, what's the best way? Facebook. Uh, yeah, I have a Facebook. But if somebody wants to find out more about hockey? Ooh, um, I should have looked it up. Uh, well, they can get a hold of you. Yeah, they could yeah. message okay, us, yeah, yeah. like Andrew Collins on Facebook we or Andrea or, L. Sterling. Uh, Chris Kelly knows a lot of shit. Say you heard it on the podcast and we're, and we're just throwing him out there. Deal with it, Chris. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was on for our Star Wars podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and D... People can get in touch with you. D at Changwater.com. And I'm Scott at Changwater.com. And once again, thank you, Adrian and Andrew. Yeah. And uh, thank you all to the listening to anyone here or abroad, anyone in any country, whether you're a Changwater or not. Thanks a lot. And we are out. Thanks for tuning in to the Changwater podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode.